made by Jaguars fans for Jaguars fans. This is the Real Till Podcast, the official podcast of Jaguars Reddit. Hey everyone and welcome to the Real Till r slash Jaguars podcast. I am JC and I am joined today by the German Shepherd himself, Chromatos. Yo, what up? You know, hanging out. Got a uh, nice little special guest for us today. Give me some ham. You're, How's it going, man? You're what up, what up? Um, so yeah, I am giving some ham on Reddit. Um, I am infamous for saying that we are the new kings of the AFC, and then we proceeded to shit the bed. Um, I believe you did something on the uh, sub last year too. I think it was like with a shake as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also the biggest Donald. Uh, I'm also the biggest Donald Payne fan. I have his jersey because I'm weird like that. I like backups, so uh, that's that's the extent of my fan. Dumb. The only Donald Payne jersey ever sold. <laughs> Probably his family, but whatever. Uh, well, I guess we can jump right into it. It was announced that Jalen Ramsey's fifth-year option was going to be picked up by the Jags. What do you guys think about a Ramsey's fifth-year option? No brainer. I mean, there's. I mean, I don't think anybody expected us not to, other than maybe for some reason sign an extension early. But yeah, picked up fifth year option price. Well, well, a lot of people thought uh, for some reason. Uh, well, uh, let me rephrase. A lot of Chargers fans thought <laughs> for some reason uh, we were going to be trading Jalen Ramsey, so they may be surprised. But obviously, and, obviously, and we're and, not surprised. Yeah. I get where the um, I get where the Jalen Ramsey trade sentiment does come from, however, because he's buddy buddy with Derwin, and at the draft last year, uh, he he picked up the Chargers hat and he put it on. He was like, "My boy finna eat this year," and he's like, "Oh shit!" He put on the Chargers hat, so that's what made all those Charger fans really want Ramsey. But no, they're just FSU boys. They're just DBU. So, and the delusional uh, Philly fans that thought for some reason we would trade them Ramsey for Foles. Huh? Right. Uh, but the yeah. one that I saw earlier was uh, Ramsey for uh, Josh Rosen or or some shit like that. I, I don't know. Oh, I know what you were talking about. It was the moment. Um, yeah, Josh Rosen, Pat Pete, and their third round pick. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, before we get too far into the the Ramsey situation, I do want to point out this fifth year option. His option year is 2020, and obviously we're going in the 2019 season. So we have only one more season, one more season until this option is actually effective, and then that's when you know that that's when we'll come into the. Uh, after the after the 2020 season, that's when we'll start looking into re-signing an extension or possibly using a tag. So I think I think Jalen 2019 he's gonna make around 3.5 million, and his option year will push him probably to about 10 million. It'll be the average of like the top. 10 at his position. So it'd probably be around 10 million or so his option year. And I imagine they're going to try to bust out 
a, a deal then, but what do you guys think they're going to do about Ramsey in the future? Obviously, they picked up the option for 2020, so we've got two years to work out an extension. What do you think it's going to look like? Oh, I'm scared. Um, to be honest, like I said, I'm scared. When it comes to I really the success of the team, I know that Ramsey loves it here. He loves it here in Jacksonville, but knowing how it is in today's NFL, if you're not a contender, you're not paying all the big bucks, even if Ramsey is the best corner in the NFL, in our opinions, I just don't see him staying with us if we don't improve that rate. I think money's going to talk. Um, he's going to want to be the highest play, paid corner in the NFL, which he absolutely will be. Um, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we started contract negotiations, negotiations, whatever that word is, sometime in the middle of the season, even um, just to get it done going in before next. <clears throat> Ideally, that would be what I would prefer because I don't want him to hit market. I don't want him to hold out. I want him to just be a jag for life person. Well, let me ask uh, so. you. Uh, you just mentioned holding out. If Jalen doesn't have a new deal come 2020, do you think he would hold out? Absolutely. I I won't even hesitate to that. I think so too. And I think even after 2020, if they tagged him, I, I think he would still hold out. Uh, I love Jalen, but I think he's the kind of guy if he doesn't get the deal he wants, he's he's gonna sit back and wait for the deal that he wants. He he uh, he's a guy who knows exactly what he wants to get, and I think he's gonna he knows what he's worth, and I think he's gonna get you know what what he's worth. So if he doesn't have a deal, I also think he will uh, he'll sit out twenty twenty. Ideally, he won't, but. Hopefully, we'll uh, not have to. Um, Ham. Yes. What do you think will happen with Jalen if he doesn't have a new deal before 2020? If he doesn't have a new deal by 2020, um, no, I. I mean, the worst thing that I can think of is him maybe going the way of Le'Veon, but that is worst worst case scenario. And I don't think Jalen is as much as a diva, even though he does have a pretty brash personality, to say the least. Um, if he doesn't have a new deal, he'll probably try at first to work out a deal with us, and if not. He's definitely going to go, you know, team hunting. Probably something, I wouldn't say away from AFC, but he'd probably try and find, like, the best team that he'd want to be around. Like, his friends, like, you know, all the all four state corners, he'd probably try and be around them. Do you guys think he will be the highest paid corner come, uh, you know, whether whether we, we extend him, which we better extend him, or... If he goes elsewhere, do you think his next contract will make him the highest paid corner in the league? Undoubtedly. Without a doubt, he will be maybe even the highest paid 
player almost. Uh, but he won't hit free agency, is my guess. If we had to even do it, like, if he was going to, if we had no intention of re signing him, we'll see a Khalil Mack type deal where we trade him for a first and a third or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I also think his next deal will make him the highest, probably the highest paid defensive back in the league. But, I mean, he's worth it. I think he's worth it. So, For sure. Um, so let's move on to another guy. Marcel Darius restructured his contract today. Uh, this is a good move, I think, for both parties, uh, especially us, because it frees up $5 million in cap space for the Jags. And Darius is still going to make $2.8 million next season. Uh, this this deal will run through 2020, so if we wanted to keep him after this year, uh, we've got him for 2020 also. So uh, Darius is still going to make money. He's going to get $5 million bonus up front, $2.8 million base salary next year, and it saves us $5 million. What do you guys think about Darius, and what do you think about uh, what do you think about this uh, contract? Biggest thing oh. is that it frees up cap for us. Um, I mean, we have a positive cap now, which we cool. didn't have, <laughs> um, which is good. Uh, I mean, we still have a lot of work to do. Um, so we'll probably cut thing a little bit, but he's a great run stuffer, which is somehow still one of our biggest problems regarding the defense. Um, and I'm okay with it. I like him. Um, goes in, works. Good durability. Um, I don't... I remember him missing any games last, last year, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, but he's, I'm he's, okay with it. He started all 15 games last year. Okay. So, yeah, uh, the good, one thing good. about Darius is he doesn't have... He doesn't have those big numbers that you saw when he first came into the league in, in his, his Pro Bowl years. You don't see those you know, eight sacks he's getting, but he's, he's, he's so noticeable in the run stopping game. Um, he's, he's not getting it. He's, he's a big dude. So when teams are trying to run the ball, especially up the middle, Darius is there to make the stop. And it's just such a noticeable difference seeing Darius on the field compared to when Darius wasn't on the field and teams were just taken off up the middle game after game. Um, so it's he doesn't have those eye-popping numbers, but he he's almost uh, you, you know he's almost like an anchor for for that run-stopping defense. Even though, like you said, it is one of our weaker parts. Guys aren't going to run up the middle. Uh, <laughs> you know they're they're not going to be able to get past Marcel Darius. Um, I am actually very happy about this Darius move, in my opinion. Um, Marcel, I remember before he got traded to Buffalo, he had issues, uh, especially after his Big Ten sack seasons, Pro Bowl seasons. Um, what ended up happening was he got suspended for the first four games in 2015, and then he got that major contract in September of that same year, and then the next year, he faced another four-game suspension for substance abuse. In that time, 
that's in that time as well, a year back, he had gotten arrested twice. In that Bills organization, I don't think he was happy. He was not happy in that Bills organization. I don't blame him. Buffalo's a terrible face, and they have terrible fans. It's cold I there. Hate, I hate Buffalo. Um, so him being here, you know, re- reuniting with Doug, um, really just embracing this city as his, and you know, enjoying being more proactive, I guess, in you know his game. He's actually stepped up from his past time in Buffalo. Um, you know, I don't think we all expected him to be, you know, like the amazing Pro Bowl, you know, defensive tackle when we got him. But it was one of those things where it was like, okay, we're taking on a guy who has one of the craziest contracts in the league. Let's see if we can handle this. So him not only restructuring his contract here means a lot for our cap space. It means more, and I guess, player longevity because he's probably going to want to stay here more. If he if he's willing to renegotiate his contract with us, I think he wants to stay. Yeah, well, like like Crom said, the biggest uh, the biggest perk to this deal, obviously, is that it clears up five million in cap space. I think the big question a lot of people had coming into the off season was whether rather wow whether we were going to cut uh, Darius or Malik Jackson because uh, both contracts are pretty big contracts. And it's kind of we were kind of in a situation where we, we really have to get one of them to get some of that cap space back. And we have Taven Bryan, who we can put in that position. And, and Taven played well in his natural uh, three-tech position. So I think... I think the the writing may be on the wall here that uh, Malik Jackson may not be a Jaguar for very much longer. Um, if that's the case, then you know, so be it. I'm I'm comfortable with with uh, putting Taven in that position, but the big thing definitely is getting some of that money back in cap space because we really need. We really need some room, uh, some cap room. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, cutting Malik this year, I think, saved eleven mil, which it is. That's a pretty good amount. Um, I'm not sure how much the draft class costs off the top of my head, but that alone is going to be a, a big thing there um, to, to pay for our draft class as well. Uh, so. I like Malik. I think he's a good guy. He's definitely a good locker room guy as well. Um, but riding on the wall, money, he's definitely probably going to be a cap casualty this year. My boy. Um, so we're, ta- we're talking about free agents a little bit. The the free agents this year are not <laughs> – there's not a lot of them to, to talk about. We, we don't have very many free agent options. And I know Caldwell said today – that the Jags are going to be aggressive in free agency. Uh, look, who are you being aggressive with Out, outside? I mean, the only way you could really be aggressive is with Nick Foles. And please, for the love of God, don't be aggressive no, with Nick Foles. No, no, please, no Nick Foles. Please, for the love. So of yeah, just touching on no. that since we have hammered that into the fucking ground the past couple of weeks. Yeah, he did. Uh. The Eagles will not tag him, so he will be a free agent this year. Uh, Ham, we didn't really get your, haven't got your opinion. Scale of one to ten, 
if we sign Nick Folt? What's give me a scale of one to ten? How much you want Folt? Negative twelve. All right, that's Good what answer. I assumed. Um, yeah, that's 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 consensus at least with me and JC here. Um, I and I know that a lot of more the casual fan base, not calling anybody out here, the more casual fan base who thinks that Nick Foles will be a good option for us. Get your heads out of your asses and look at his regular season stats, not his playoff stats. He didn't lead the Eagles team to the playoffs. Now, come on. Yeah, it boils back down. I mean, if he if he is our guy, or you know, we do end up pulling the trigger for him, naturally root for him, but. Well, I'd rather, you know, take a risk with uh, a drafted quarterback, but I don't really have much more else to say on him. Like I said, we've hammered this into the ground, unless you guys have anything else of anything else to input on that. We're pretty much done with that for now. Ham, do you have anything to say about Foles? Uh, what else do I have to say about Foles? Well, I do have this to say about Mr. Nicholas Foles. Obviously, seeing how he did the playoffs, that's cool. I mean, he's a good, he's a decent quarterback for us. He's a decent quarterback. What I'm scared about is that, you know, the front office actually thinks that what he can do in the playoffs can be sustained throughout the whole season, which he really can't. I mean, there's, I just, there's nothing that tells me that he can sustain the level of play that he had throughout two playoff seasons under one of the better offensive systems in the NFL. I mean, we're talking about Doug Peterson's offense, who, I mean, look, if you can make Weston Smallwood a good running back for you, I think you can make Nick Foles a good quarterback. We have Doug Marone in 1970-style offense. We have one of the most basic offenses in the league. He's not going to flourish here. If anything, we'll regret this signing. So I'm scared if we actually do pursue him. Obviously, I do want to draft a quarterback, whether that be Haskins, say Murray. I am moving a little bit more into the Murray fan base after seeing how hard this Foles idea has popped up. Just draft a quarterback, please. Well, speaking of drafting quarterbacks, uh, I think all of us are are pretty much on the Haskins train right now. Um, Combine is this week. Um, these next, I've got a schedule here. These next couple of days, uh, they're going to be getting guys into Indianapolis. You're going to be getting me- uh, measurements and physical exams, uh, doing some interviews and stuff. And it looks like all the exciting stuff will kick off Friday, March 1st. Now, what time? Um, uh, I don't know. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, next week's podcast. Yeah, yeah. next week's podcast, Ann. Um So uh, I guess what Jags fans are really eyeballing is the quarterback class. Now, unfortunately, uh, they've been doing some measurements today. Uh, we've only got four quarterback measurements, and none of those are anybody that Jags fans want. Um, outside of the one or two people who want Easton Stick from North Dakota State, uh, which, by the way, he's got uh, nine and two eighths inch hands. So, ooh, ooh, man, that's some awesome Allen hands. Just, just, uh, just, just throwing that out there. But unfortunately, we don't have really any interesting measurements for you guys right now. 
But the Combine does start this week. Uh, we had some interviews and stuff going on today and measurements. The fun stuff starts Friday. So uh, what are you guys looking for? What, what are you eyeballing in this in this uh, Combine this year? Um, t- honestly, yeah, tight ends. A- any offensive field player, really. Because, um, I mean, we still need offensive line help, uh, especially the right side. Um, defense, not so much. Going to pay any attention to it this year. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it for me. Well, I mean, do you have any particular players, say, you know, are you interested in, in uh, you know, Haskins 40 time or, or you know, a particular player's vertical or uh, you, you know, you're looking at any, you're looking at anything like that really specific? I would say the most, well, I guess kind of really what everybody will definitely be looking at will be uh, um, Kyler Jenner's height. Jenner uh, or... Yeah, yeah. Um, Kyler, um, <laughs> or his height, weight—that's probably going to be the big topic. Um, it was almost all, all teams here um, around us. But other than that, like I said, it's just tight ends. Um, I don't really have anybody that I'm paying attention to. Uh, I'm still trying to hold off a little bit because the draft is, you know, this is our Super Bowl, so. The longer I can hold off, the longer I can keep contain my excitement as far as the draft goes. What about you, Ham? Okay, so um, I do have, in particular, a few guys I'm obviously looking for. I am unsure right now if Parham is actually at the car- Combine. I hope he is. I, don't, I didn't see anything that said he got there, which sucks because I'm just going to have to watch Stetson Pro Day. But um, I do know that there's an Alabama tight end. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, but he's apparently, like, big time, like, he can do it both. He can possibly do it both. And I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, Irv Smith Jr., I think it's a guy. Can't tell. Yeah, Irv Smith Jr. is the tight end that I'm going to be watching. Um, you know, he came in, he didn't do a lot, um, but he did win the John Mackey Award, which is the nation's best tight end. So if he can make it to, say, the second round, oh my goodness, we might just have another steal, like another Alabama left tackle, Cam Robinson. Now, I know where people saying Cam Robinson isn't that good, but in my opinion, he gets the job done. You don't need a Joe Thomas. I mean, pretty obvious that we need at least a decent left tackle to protect whoever's back there. We saw that very present in this season. We saw that. It's very true. Well, let me let me ask you guys. Orlando Brown tweeted that people shouldn't uh, people shouldn't worry too much about combine yeah. numbers. Uh, this yeah, is, I wonder uh, why. This is obviously coming, uh, you know, a year off of Orlando Brown having the uh, literally the worst combine that you can imagine a player having. Now, but here's you... the thing: look at what Orlando Brown. He might have a point here. Just look at what uh, Orlando Brown actually did 
inside, you know, the, um, inside the Razor's organization. He started 10 games at, what, right tackle or left tackle? I don't know which position. I think he was right tackle this year. He, he started 10 games at right tackle, and he wasn't bad. He, he was, he had adjusted to the game, obviously. And, you know, people wrote him off as being undrafted, and this man went in the fifth round, and the Ravens were thought to be idiots for taking him, but many forget that he was actually really, really good at Oklahoma. Um, it's just he had a bad combine. You know, it's a lot of guys that have terrible combines. It's whatever. Yeah. Well, it just brings, you know, it brings up the point that I want to ask. How do you guys feel about combine performance? 40 times, uh, verticals, uh, uh, reps. Uh, do you guys, when you see those numbers, do you say, wow, this guy's going to be uh, trash or this guy's going to be really good? Or do you guys even really care about those numbers? Like how much weight do you put on combine performances? I'm more of a naturally tape type guy. Like what have you done for me? Um, Orlando Brown probably was outlier um, just because it was just so he had such an awful combine. Um I mean, naturally, you want to pay attention, especially for like the skill players. You have a corner running a four-six, big red flag. Um, you have a corner running a four-four. That's right. natural. Um, you expect something like that. Um, okay. I guess really, I mean, the b- more if you see red flags, um, that's kind of where your head should snap a little bit. But other than that, combine just fun to watch, fun to learn a little bit more about a player. Um, yeah, naturally, it's a big fun to see how far Josh Allen can throw a football, right? <laughs> right, like over the mountains, um, some basic stuff like that. But, um, yes, you know, like 40 time, unless it's something like outrageously bad, um, nothing really affects that much as far as the combine goes, other than just to watch it and enjoy it. Uh, Ham, what about you? What, what do you think of these numbers, these combine performances? Um, to me, I watch them. I mm, okay. I watch them on you know the actual day to just see what happens. You know, see what see initial reactions. You know, see if somebody's fast or not. See if somebody can do how many bench presses, shuttle run, long jump, vertical, all that good stuff. A lot of the a lot of the stuff is just like uh, curiosity, just to see how how really how fast or strong some of these guys are. So. But uh, I get when you that. really, when you really think about it, and I think uh, my man Dave Rapacio, who does the draw play, love that comic. He kind of puts it best, where it's a weird aspect of football. Like the combine is something that's kind of a weird if you think about it. You got all these guys, right? All these young nineteen, twenty, twenty-one year olds, all on this big field and performing for like how many odd scouts or how many GMs, how many coaches. And then they question them literally about everything in their aspects of their life, just to see if they can draft them. And really the combine doesn't mean Jack to me. It, it doesn't mean anything really important to me until we draft a guy and I go back and look at what he's done. Look at what he's done in you know, college, 
We would have stunned in combine, pro day, all that. Well, um, I'm just going to run down a, a, the quick schedule here uh, for the for the combine. Uh, probably undoubtedly the the three target groups we're probably going to be looking at this year. Uh, quarterback, tight end, and uh, maybe wideouts if we want to grab another one of those. Saturday, right? Uh, they're all. Let's see. A Thursday tomorrow. Uh, they are doing measurements and uh, go do their interviews. Friday, uh, they're going to be doing their physical tests and their bench presses. And then Saturday are the on-field workouts. So those three groups will be doing those. So Saturday is the big day for quarterbacks and tight ends. Uh, then if you're looking at if you're looking at offensive linemen or running backs, which I don't think we'll be really looking into running backs too much, but we'll, we'll probably at least be looking into offensive linemen. That's going to be Friday. Uh, then you've got uh, uh, defensive linemen and linebackers are going to be Sunday, and defensive backs will be Monday. Those are the days that the guys will be out on the field working out. So. Uh, really, I'm looking at Saturday. I'm looking at those QBs and tight ends Saturday. So we'll see how that works out for us. Um, I guess we can start wrapping it up here. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of Jaguars news to talk about this week, but hopefully next week, once we get the some of these combine results in, we'll have plenty to talk about next week. Um, so I guess... Why don't we run down some rapid-fire questions for Ham real quick? What do you think, Kron? Yeah, we'll uh, see here. Blank. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Ham, uh, we'll yes. throw some rapid-fire questions to you. Just give us like, like a like a one-word answer, and okay. uh, give us an idea on on your thoughts on some things. Uh, Kromatos has a question that he usually likes to ask. Go ahead, Crom. 2019 starting NFL quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars is who? Dwayne the Man Haskins. Good answer. All right, I could not hear you. Um, that's not very enthusiastic, so you want to try that again. Dwayne the Man Haskins. Number right. seven. I approve. So does Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Hmm. Um, uh, biggest... Uh, who would be the biggest disappointing? The, the what would be the biggest disappointing pick first round of the draft? Anything not anything not addressing the offense. Uh, like another defensive lineman. Oh yeah, dude. You know what we should get another linebacker because our linebacker core is just terrible. Yeah, I agree. Um, where do you think Blake Bortles ends up next year? Uh. <laughs> New York Jets. They're terrible. New York Jets. He's selling his beach house. <laughs> they, they, are t- they lost to us last year. They are terrible. They, they're trying to trade away their third pick. As we were doing this, came out, they're apparently searching their third pick around. And I'm excited because we could trade up. We could trade up. Um, Doug Marone. 2020 head coach or nah? Sure. I don't see any realizational changes coming from Con, Caldwell, Coughlin. They're all, they're all the same. Hard-nosed. That's fair. That's fair. 
Um, I don't think I really have any more questions for you. Um, I'll throw, I can throw one more out at you. Uh, do you think John D of uh, fuck, how do you pronounce John, it? Crom? John Diebler. Uh, yeah, sure. John Diebler. <laughs> uh, John DeFilippo. DeFilippo. Uh, John, <laughs> John, John Diebler, the uh, Ohio state, uh, shooting guard from, uh, 20, 2010. Yeah, he's our new <laughs> offensive coordinator. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, how do you think it affects the offensive play calling, if at all? Um, he's going to try and be at least a little bit more dynamic than run, run, pass, run, play, action, run. Um, at least I hope he is on under our own. Um, but that's just what I'm hoping for. Woo. Um, let's find an exact draft day, unless you guys Ooh, That's bad. So it actually comes out, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> shit. Reaction. Okay. So it actually, uh, it's, it's uh, Thursday, April 25th, 9 p.m. Uh, oh, that's actually, wow. uh, that's the day Endgame comes out, so. Oh, shit. I... I can't believe it. I might even miss our first pick. Terrible. You're not a real fan. Imagine being more of an uh, of a of a Marvel universe fan than a Jaguars fan. Couldn't be. I more. actually so I actually took that Friday off just so I could go see it again. <laughs> um, I actually now I'm thinking about it. I might go see it at midnight. This actually puts a big wrench in my plans here. But yeah, we'll. Uh, this is actually a good thing to remember now. Imagine being the best moderator on the sub and not watching your pick. Well, adding to the ban list. Okay, got it. All right. So uh, one more quick question for you, Ham, and then we'll bounce. Um, <laughs> predictions. What's our record? 2019. Um, I wish I could see more improvement. Sadly, I don't. Eight and eight. Eight and eight's a fair, uh, fair answer. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, I don't really have anything left to say today. I know we'll be back next week with another guest. Is uh, it going to be that Colts guy? I'm sorry? Is it going to be that Colts guy? No, no, no. Uh, next week's probably going to be Jags Freak. Um, hey, Michael. Michael. Um, Michael from Sanford uh, really wants to get on and talk with us. So uh, Jack's Freak will probably be on next week. Um, you guys probably know him as um, the the guy who bans everyone from Pyong Bortles. And the biggest Paul Puzzlesly, Paul Puzzlesly lover we've probably seen ever. That, that's true. But, you know, we'll be back next week. Uh, probably talk about the Combine results some and uh, – Probably pause a little bit, but I don't really have anything else today. Uh, Chromatos? I got nothing. It's been a boring week. Uh, it's <laughs> it's been a boring week. Yeah, it's gonna. We're just hitting that dead period. We're gonna draft, free agency. Hopefully, something to talk about in the next couple of weeks here. AEW lost it. Almost lost its trademark. You're right, they did. Um, <laughs> all right, 
Ham, uh, if you don't have anything else you'd like to say, um, I guess we'll say some goodbyes and, and bounce out of here. Um, last thing I have to say, um, nothing much I can think of right now except uh, just don't draft Nick Foles. Don't draft Nick Foles. Don't draft Nick Foles. Not a problem, right. dude. Hopping in that time machine, baby. Let's go. <laughs> 2013. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and maybe, uh, maybe we'll, uh, not next week, but definitely in the future as well. One day I'm not going to be lazy as shit. I'll, I'll put a post in the sub as well uh, for you guys to uh, sign up. We'll try and bring some people on, but... Uh, maybe in the busier weeks, we'll uh, try and aim for like bringing on two people as well. I think that might even be um, a little bit useful, or not useful, but something else to yeah. uh, do. A little um, something, a little interesting, different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, give me some ham. Thanks for hanging out with us, dude. We'll definitely have to have you back on at some point. Uh, it was nice chatting with you again. Um, yeah. If you want to go ahead and give us your uh, give us your best freer impression, close out. Go ahead. All right, guys, this has been your boy. Give me some ham. And I'd just like to say that Blake Boyd is a franchise quarterback. And if you don't think so, you're really fucking a uh, tumbler. Ugh. See you guys.